Welcome back to Y Sports. We are joined today by the dynamic duo, Kiana Amral, business manager at Blazer Wilkinson, and her husband, Chad Amral, vice president of sales and business development at Dorigo, California, both ag companies in Salinas, California. Guys, thanks for being here today. Really excited to talk to you. Hi, Justin. Yes, very excited to be here talking to you too. Fantastic. So what I am most curious about as professionals that have spent the majority of your adult life working in the agricultural industry, how is your background in athletics, both as a youth in high school and collegiately, helped shape your journey professionally as you've gone job to job, stop to stop, as you engage on a daily basis with whatever it is you do? Well, as far as athletics for me, has always been a part of my life since I was a little one, family of four, all boys really active in athletics. Being a twin also, it was more about the we as opposed to the me. And so when you talk about athletics, you talk about the business world, very little is done individually. And the team concept of bringing a lot of people from different backgrounds, different perspectives, different skill sets and coming together for a common goal. Yeah. And I think Chad touched on a lot of the high level topics. I'm going to go like just a little more specific on that one. I think team sports are a microcosm of life. You learn how to communicate with people. You learn how to depend on people. You learn how to be depended upon. And then in our world, these days, you learn, there's not a lot of situations out there in life for kids to experience different cultures directly. They'll go to school with kids, but when you're on a team with someone, you're given the opportunity to become a little bit more a part of their lives. And you very clearly, and you more easily learn their cultural priorities, if you will. And so I think the team thing really throws you into all those dynamics that then come back to be part of your work life as well. Absolutely. And I would imagine that you not only see that played out on a day-to-day basis in what you're trying to accomplish in any given day at the micro level, but also at the macro level of your industry because it's so layered. But before we get into that, what I would love to know so we have a foundation is what your sports background is for each of you in regards to what you started dabbling in and what you ended up pursuing at a higher level so that we we have a better picture of what that background was. As I mentioned, one or four boys, we had a lot of different interests in terms of athletics within the family. Everyone had their own interests. For me, specifically, played soccer, football, basketball, baseball, ran track. I was really around athletics all my life. My dad was a local coach here at a high school and at a JC, so had the opportunity to be around that environment. Had an opportunity in high school to play three sports. So for me, that was a great opportunity not only to 
hone skills in different manners in terms of the season, but also make a lot of different friendships along the way. And then luckily, fortunately, I guess, I had an opportunity to play a little bit in college. And through those different aspects in terms of when I was younger, high school, and a little bit of the college piece, it's given me really an appreciation of the journey, really, as one goes through the process. And now I've been helping out a coach a local high school basketball as an assistant. And mine has been a lot less than Chad's, but I grew up as a swimmer. So I did the individual sport thing. And then when I got into high school, I started the volleyball, basketball, softball regimen. And I think the biggest thing for me with sports was I moved in the middle of my junior year of high school from way down in Southern California up to Salinas. And immediately I was thrown onto a softball team. I came and went to Notre Dame in February of my junior year. And I had so many people say, God, that must've been so hard. That must've been so challenging to move in your junior year. And honestly, it was probably completely due to the fact that I was able to join that softball team, that it was a slam dunk. That was a huge one for me. I did not play in college. I didn't come from a family that had a huge athletic background, but I certainly experienced many joys throughout my high school years by being on the sports teams that I was on from high school. And to be clear, Chad, you played football in college, three sports in high school. Keanu, you played three sports in high school. If you were to identify hey, this was my primary sport as I got older, and these were my secondary sports. What would you say is the difference between what you learned playing your primary sport where the majority of your energy went versus the lessons you were able to glean out of those that were not necessarily your primary sport, but maybe you did them because your friends were on those teams or it just happened to be the next season that, worked to help support your primary endeavor? For me, really, there wasn't a primary sport. It was about just being all in in the season that I was in. So in basketball, it was basketball. The same thing with football and track. I think the biggest thing that I took, whether it be in high school or in college, is if you're going to do something, try to make an impact. Be all in. And I translate that and I use impact as an acronym, really, you need to be invested, right? You need to be motivated. You need to be passionate about it. You need to be accountable. You need to be competitive and you need to be trusted. And for me, whether it be in athletics, coaching, the workplace, I think those people who have that mentality really have opportunities to have a lot of success because there's so much today that can take you in different directions. If you have the focus to stay engaged in whatever you're in, then I think you have opportunities. Going back to your question, Justin, I had an interesting situation where my primary sport was volleyball. And then due to a series of coaching, the move, various different things like that, I moved away from volleyball. My 
secondary sport, I would say, was softball. I had never even played before my freshman year of high school. It was like a gradual buildup. And when I did move to Salinas, I ended up on a great team with an amazing coach. I was probably at a point in time in my life where I was finally a little bit more mature. I was willing to put in that work and the extra time. And I earned the awards and I then had the self-fulfillment slash self-confidence that comes from that hard work and having people notice it. And a good coach can do a ton for that as well. So I had one of those situations that we as parents know are all too common where your primary sport as a freshman ends up being your secondary sport as a senior and vice versa. Definitely lessons learned there about how life doesn't always go where you think it's going to go too. No, 100%. And I think as that shift happens, often, at least our kids feel like they may be obligated to continue to do something when their Mm -hmm. minds may change and how Mm -hmm. having different experiences allows them to figure out what they may or may not be Mm -hmm. interested in and how do we help provide the guardrails to allow them that self-discovery. Based on what Mm -hmm. both of you shared and that you're both in leadership and you have direct reports that you're trying to help along their own path, and Chad, you still coach. And Keanu, you mentioned I had a great coach that made that sport feel special. Are there things that you've taken away from the coaches in your lives that you find yourself using, remembering, leaning into, even developing your own skill set around that in order to create an optimal work environment for your own employees? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. I think there's a couple things, actually. I'm type A, so I love to be in control, but a lot in life, that is not something that's always possible. You? <laughs> <laughs> but I guess I take that as you can control the controllables. And when it comes down, whether you're playing athletics or whether you're in, in a position of leadership in your professional life, whether you're in a relationship, whether you're a parent, there's things that you can go with, and that's your attitude integrity, energy, dependability, all those things are going to make you who you are, whether you got a number on your back or you're raising a child or a child's representing you as they're walking across the stage. And the second thing, and I think it makes the world go around is respect the foundation at which you get to perform, whether that's on the court, the field, in the position you have as a profession, your family, right? Your name grew up and that was a big part of, you know, our life is that it was really pounded in our head that you got to really respect the foundation that was set before you, but at the same time, take that opportunity to build your own future and to build more on that foundation. You really leave it better than where you found it. And hopefully you can teach that to your kids or your players that you're coaching or the employees that you're mentoring. Yeah. And all of those things are huge that Chad mentioned. I think also one thing that I learned is, and I know this probably sounds like a silly thing, but it's don't take any situation too seriously. Chad and I are both in the workplace and 
constantly our job is to maximize shareholder returns. So ultimately that's your goal when you're working for any large company, but you got to get along with everyone you work with and you have to have fun when you're doing it in order to create an environment that people enjoy being in and want to come back to. And again, just like we were saying, the sports teams are a microcosm of life. I think you learn that very easily that the better you can get along with everyone and the more fun you can have doing it, not taking yourselves too seriously, but at the same time, being able to keep your eye on the goal is so important in creating that winning environment as well. Let's dig into that for a second. So you guys are in the ag industry. I don't know Mm -hmm. that you're necessarily competitors, but you're not the same business. Correct. You're married to one another, so you got to get along there. But also being a local guy, I know how tight the entire community is. So what role do you think being on different teams and competing against people that may live across the street from you and go to a different school How did that prepare you for the networks that you just mentioned are so important in your professional life? For me, Justin, I think it goes back to a lot of what you have taught in coaching was I think it's not so much about competing and beating the opponent as it is meeting your own potential. I think everyone has certain potentials, whether that be a company or whether that be a skill set that an individual has, if you can work on that and be relentless in terms of trying to find that competitive advantage, if you can have others focus on you while you're focusing on yourself, I think you have them beat, in my opinion. Obviously, you have to understand the landscape in which you're operating, whether that be in athletics or in the professional life. But I really think that if you can get a team that is on the same page, that can gain some momentum, that's pulling on the same rope all collectively, that you're going to have more opportunities for success than those who are maybe more individualized or looking at what you're doing. Yeah. And I don't really have much more to add to that. The Salinas Valley, I've always thought was the most interesting place because you do have so many people. Chad and I are very lucky, although we are both in ag and we do work for different companies. I am in the strawberry business and he is in conventional row crops. So while our businesses are very similar at the same time, we're focused on different areas. So that's helpful. We can bounce ideas off of each other and share differences in our businesses and business practices that give each other helpful thoughts and whatnot. But the Salinas Valley is very interesting because you do have so many people that work right next to each other doing the same thing. I always found it astounding. Chad and his brothers would be having these conversations, how they manage to talk shop, but not share any secrets. And it's just always funny to hear. But anyways, as it relates to sports, again, I think it just comes back to you're on a team and you have to communicate. You have to learn how to reach out to people. We all know that the greatest way to achieve what you want is just to be transparent, share what you need and see if there's anyone that's willing to come help you out. And that team dynamic of depending on someone and then having that same person depend on you is exactly the way a workplace works. Exactly. 100%. And 
I think you've already mentioned this multiple times that the ability to function on a team and specifically to play and execute in whatever role you're asked to play is something you learn in sports that you're not necessarily going to learn anywhere else and probably has been foundational in your own growth and your own climb up the corporate ladder, we'll say. In what way, as you have faced disappointment, failure, mistakes throughout your professional career, have you been able to respond in a way that is more generative and nourishing than negative based on your background with daily failure growing up on the athletic fields or courts or in the swimming pool, even like you mentioned in an individual sport such as that? I think that's a really good question. And you probably don't realize it till you get a little bit older, but the sense of vulnerability, right? I think when you're younger, when you're in athletics, you don't want to show any cracks in the armor, so to speak. You don't want to ask for help. You never want to be wrong. But when I got into the professional world and it's so dynamic in everybody's different ways, it's okay to say, I don't know. It's at that point you go find the answer. So for me, there's been plenty of time that I haven't had the answer of I failed from the standpoint that I didn't accomplish something that needed to be accomplished for whatever reason. I took it as an opportunity to grow. And I think in the athletic front, I wish I had that opportunity to go back and not really take myself that serious because I think perfection is not possible. Excellence is, that's as saying goes. And for me, if there's one thing that I wish I did better younger, and I'm starting to understand how to do it a little bit more now is just to be more vulnerable. Uh, and it's okay to not have all the answers. Uh, and there's opportunities for growth in those times. Yeah. And then I would say the sports thing, it teaches you how to lose. You, you don't win every single game. And there are times when as badly as you want something, you have to walk off the field with your head hung down because you weren't victorious. And again, that's life. And I've probably learned that more from watching my own kids. I think sometimes as a parent, you're that much more passionate about them winning and losing than even they are sometimes, but, or watching Chad coach at Palma for 20 some odd years, you get really into the hopes behind the winning and it doesn't always happen. And that's what happens in the workplace too. I think one of the biggest things for me in becoming a leader in work was having to make decisions. People look to you and they say, what do I do? And all of a sudden you have to make the call and you have to learn that, hey, I just got to make the call. I got to take the information that's given to me. I have to evaluate it all. And I have to make the best decision based on the information I have. Hopefully eight times out of 10, I'm going to be right, but I am going to be wrong sometimes. And that's like playing a game too. Sometimes you're going to lose and that's just the way life goes and being able to just take it and not get all upset and bothered by it. It is what it is. And on to the next, how can we improve from it? It's ironic because you, you settled on softball as your sport of choice. And if 
you're successful four out of 10 times, you're an exceptional player in that sport. So <laughs> great training ground for life. And yeah. what it brings to front of mind for me is how do you not learn to lose, but what's your mistake response? And to Chad's point, I learned from those and I was able to grow and get better. And similar to what you said, I'm curious about as managers now and earlier in your career as people that had supervisors and even as you coach Chad and Kiana, as you receive or, or have conversations with the kids now about coaching they're getting, but the idea of criticism or encouragement, feedback loops that you may have to offer at times how did your experience going through that on your own prepare you to be in that cauldron as a professional? I think going back to the team aspect, everybody has a different button to push and everyone responds differently to certain ways to get somebody going or at the same time trying to get somebody to realize what they've done and try to you know get them to evaluate a little bit differently. But I think for me, in terms of trying to guide, it's about urgency. It's about being dedicated to the situation, whatever that is, the task at hand. It's about meeting whatever your potential is with that. I have a big problem. I hold myself accountable that if something doesn't hold, if something is not achieved, I'm okay with it, but if it's not achieved because someone's not putting a hundred percent effort in it, then that's a problem. I just think that's a controllable, mm -hmm. but in terms of going through athletics, whether it be coaching and now, again, I just I go back to that point of coaches drilling in our head that it's okay to fail or okay to not succeed if you're doing it to the best of your ability and you're prepared and you have maximum effort. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I would take that question and I'll be honest. I don't think that I was ever a super good listener growing up. It just really wasn't my forte. I have tried very hard as an adult to change that. And I still think I have a lot of work to do, but I translate listening to being coachable. It's the same thing, whether you're coachable on the field or on the court or you're coachable in life. Chad and I always tell our kids, play the game, whether it's on the field or in the classroom, figure it out, figure out what the teacher wants and cater what you provide to meet that need. And that's all along the lines of being coachable, right? It's about listening. It's about interpreting what someone is asking for. It's about applying that to your output and then making stuff happen. And whether it be on the field, on the court, in the classroom or in the workplace, it's all the same thing, mm -hmm. being coachable. And I think that if you can be a good listener and be coachable, you are going to be so much more successful in life and make things so much easier on yourself. And as a spouse, 100%. And to that point of coachability and 
fitting in where you need to and listening and participating towards the greater good and giving your 100% effort, even if you don't necessarily achieve that goal. This is a delicate question, so I'll do my best to phrase it. But in your experience, I want to say, do you find it easy? But is it noticeable to you when you come across people, partners in your work, colleagues, direct reports, whomever, that they haven't been part of a team before and don't know how to function in that space versus those that do and how they perform in the way in which they carry themselves? Absolutely. And it goes back to what we've been talking about, just the awareness that you really have to engage others to make that team more effective. If they've never been part of a team, they don't know how to engage. They don't know what you need to do in terms of interaction, uh, the roles that they have to play. But yes, to your point or to your question, yes, I think it's pretty plain to me to see the difference between the two. Absolutely. In, in what way has your experience shown that? Oh, it's everything. The person is either aware of what others want from them and need from them and putting others' needs before their own, which you largely learn in a team-based sport, or they're not. That's not to say a person who doesn't do that still can't have good output in the workplace because they, they can, but, and I know this is a silly little example, but I had a college friend who lived down the hall from me in the dorms. And she and I had this theory that you could tell like within the first two minutes of talking to someone, if they had ever shared a room with someone before and the same idea, when you share a room with someone, your space is, is completely shared in life. There is really nothing that is your own and you have to put others' needs before your own a lot. And that becomes very apparent when you go off to college and begin sharing a room with someone right away. And, and so it's the same idea, right? It's just surveying those around you, understanding what people need, giving what they need, being part of the solution rather than part of the problem, if you will. Yeah, I love that. And cliche. No, it's a cliche, but it's real. And and I think often one of the things that I think is most prevalent coming out of our young people that have been athletes, especially those that have been on teams, is their understanding of being part of something bigger than yourself and learning how to lead and follow when needed. And I think that's the big takeaway there. You mentioned earlier, both of you were multi-sport athletes and you both know, since we know each other so well, that's a personal agenda item of mine. What observations can you make that may be very general, but that speak to the benefit of being a multi-sport athlete in an age when the youth sports industrial complex is pushing so many people to specialize? I think for me, one, I think my mom wanted this to burn a bunch of energy out. So that's why we were playing all three to start out with. But uh, in terms of what it became for me is I think it was an opportunity not only to learn a skill set, not only to have continual different goals as far as a team, but for me, again, going back to that twin thing, it was always about the we and never the me. And so I always look forward to the change of sport because it was a new set of friends and it challenged me 
with every season to understand different people, different backgrounds, where I fit into the team in terms of the role that I needed to be to allow the team to have success. Because by no means was I was the most athletic person there, but I think I tried to understand what the team needed from me as a person or as an athlete and try to apply myself to be part of the success and not part of the problem. Yeah. And I'm going to go with that question, the route of who the heck ever knows what life is going to throw at them. And look at this whole COVID crisis that we're in right now. Nobody. Justin, I remember standing there at RLS for that lacrosse game when it was the only game in town being played because everything else had been shut down and talking to you and you telling me that you had sent all of your international students home. And I thought, what in the world is going on? I can't believe this, but my point is, okay, so those players, let's just say that only specialized in basketball, these poor guys, they are completely unable in many ways to play right now. And yet our daughter has been so fortunate because she plays softball and it's an outdoor sport. And there's some people who are continuing to push forward and give her opportunities to play. And it's amazing. Thank God she was a multi-sport athlete and didn't just play one indoor sport. She's been given this opportunity to continue to play. And I know this year of 2020 has been a wild one and is hopefully not the norm, but whether it be, I think oftentimes when someone plays a single sport, you're putting all your eggs in one basket and who knows when you're going to sprain that ankle or tear that ACL. And not only does multi-sport athletics give you just strength in so many different areas and movements and abilities, but it also gives you to Chad's point, access to new people and new friends and more coaches and more thought processes. And so it just helps make you a more well-rounded person. To elaborate on that. I think one of the things that Keanu was talking that I think was foundational for me as a person too, is the mentorship that you get from the coaches, right? If you're a single sport athlete, you hear a voice or the voice of that staff. If you have the opportunity to play multiple sports, you're going to have opportunities to gain different perspectives and maybe gain additional mentors that you wouldn't have if you're just in that single sport. Yeah. All great points. I have one more question. If you were giving the sales pitch to friends of yours whose kids maybe weren't involved and they hadn't had that itch to scratch yet. What would you tell people in regards to the value or the reason that they should be involved in sports or athletics? I think for me, athletics gives the individual the opportunity to grow. In in looking back, I think I wish I had the view I have now where you want to celebrate the successes, right? Today, it's always about the next thing. It's always about, hey, great that you got a 90% on the test, but why didn't you get a 95% on the test, right? When you get focused, especially in today's remote world, 
everything is on a computer. You're really siloed. It's really an independent world. I think athletics is the converse of that. It brings people together for a common goal, a common good. It forces people to interact on a personal basis. So for me, I think from a health standpoint, getting out and instead of sitting behind a computer at home, you're out there running around, you're probably eating well, you're getting mentorship and you're building hopefully foundational relationships that you can glean and continue as you prosper through your life. Yeah. And all those things that Chad said are very true for me. Like I said early on, sports are a microcosm of life. Team sports, excuse me. And they teach you that hard work prevails and communication and dependability and being able to depend on others as well. All of those are great things. And all of those, when you learn those things early, they're going to translate well for you as you move into the workplace. And then for me, as I've become an adult and started with watching Chad, he'll always say that I didn't like him coaching and all of that. Okay. I actually did like him coaching. And then as my kids grew up, what I miss so much and COVID has made me realize is that these sports and athletic events, they were my community. I love going to games and walking in and sitting up in the stands and chit chat, meeting new parents and talking to people. And I don't think any of us realize how important a sense of community is as well. So whether you are on the team and learning all of the great things about being on a team or whether you're a coach or whether you're the person in the stands. Remember those first couple months when COVID hit and there was no NBA and there was no NBL and there was no NFL and then our kids didn't have anything going on. It made me realize very early on that our entire community of everything had vanished. Mm -hmm. And that was heartbreaking. And it's one of the things that I really look forward to the most about hopefully our kids getting back in the swing of things, being able to sit in the stands and chit chat with my buddies and watch these kids learn the lessons. It's just heartwarming to see that. For sure. Absolutely. I think we all miss that. And we're all looking forward to when we can be together again, but I appreciate you guys taking the time out of the day to hang out and chat and talk about how it's impacted you on your professional journey. And like I said, look forward to seeing you soon, hopefully. Thank you very much, Justin.